seven pounds. Treading water that they drown. My head on a swivel. Yeah. It's only really my surroundings. Hello and welcome welcome to episode 65 of the Smash Accept Podcast. Are your running backs injured on the job? Tell them you mean business with the injury lawyers at Smash, Hampton, and Royer. We get you back in the game and get paid. We'll turn that injury crash into smash and cash. We'll turn your pain into rain. Typical dad style mode. You know, we had to get out here. We got the, we're doing a, a two, two o'clock episode. We got the business suits on, you know, we're ready to go because we are the lawyers that are going to get you in there, right? We, we, we got the smash injury lawyers, Mr. Playoff, Mr. Rookie Fever, you know, we got you set. And this past week was absolutely brutal. I mean, if you survived Carnage. the injuries, if you survived it, congratulations, you know, and we have a lot of people on Twitter really going off and trying to say their their own parade of, oh, well, you should have avoided running backs. Oh, you should have avoided this. You know, and it's like, this is the time of year where you got to make some decisions, right, John? I mean, right. you know me, I'm always all in. And, I, and we talked about some of the trades last year where I was in, you know, in positions to make some trades and you got to overpay because everybody knows you're trying to win it. Right now I'm in 15 leagues, 13 of them, I'm the one or two seed. So I lost McCaffrey in seven of them. I lost Dalvin Cook in seven of them. And now it's like, what do you do, John? You know, and, and we talked about mm-hmm. this before we jumped on. You're not going to get a, a nice, cushy deal, right? Someone's not going to give you 110% for McCaffrey. You're going to get 80 cents on the dollar if you're lucky on both That's Dalvin right. and Christian McCaffrey. But we got to find out some ways to push on and win those titles. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, winning always comes at a cost, right? It's true in life. It's true in fantasy football. And so you got to ask yourself right now, what is the cost you're willing to pay? But remember, everybody, I mean, we're in it to win it. The goal is to win, play to win. So try to figure out a way to do it. But you got to ask yourself, what is the cost of winning that ship? Everything's opportunity, cost, cost analysis. I mean, you're in the business world. I'm in the retail world, you know, and we, we understand those kind of things. And you got to take them into fantasy football. You know, there's a lot of guys... John, where they're like, you know what? I just lost Christian McCaffrey, but I'm willing to row with player X, and he's an right. RB7. You know, like they're just right. going to throw a guy out there. They're like, no, I don't want to overpay. You know, I, I want to hold on to my first for next year. I want to do this. And it's like, I cannot play in that situation where it's like, man, if I would have made that trade, I would have won right. the championship. Whether that's the money, whether that's the glory, whether that's just bragging rights to your to your league mates, you know, you and I are, are one and two or one and one and three now. I know you passed up there in, in Smash Except Listener League One, and it's like we're willing to do yeah. whatever to get oh, that yeah. title, you know. And it's like right. you got to go in for it. Yeah, and I just, I mean, there's you got various options, right? In the Smash League, and yeah, it looks like I, I locked up the the one seed in the first round by humble brag there, but <laughs> but I, part of what I just did is I traded away most of my picks now, twenty two, yep. twenty three picks. To get a couple more pieces, I, you know, I happened to pick up Keenan Allen and Zach Ertz in, in one deal there that involved 23 picks. And we're going to talk you through this. Like, what are your options? You can trade your picks. You can trade away some of your depth, potentially, or some of those younger players that aren't yet in your starting lineup. Or you actually trade the injured player for, like you said, 80 cents on the dollar, right? 
Yeah, and I've been talking a lot to FF Day Trader. You know, him and I, we talk a lot backstage and we, we talk about a lot of mm -hmm. trades and he's always in there and he's a guy that was like buying up McCaffrey, just like we've been saying, you know, go out and get him because it, it was a nice schedule. It was, you know, at a discount. And now we got a situation where it's like, now what do we do? You know, and I, right. I think the mentality when we were talking to each other is I would much rather pay up and try to win it than to be stuck there and be like, ah, I came in third because yeah, I didn't make exactly. that move. Because the, ne the next year, you can tear it down a little bit. I mean, you That's know, right. you can, you have the bragging rights, you have that money, you have the time where it's like, oh, now I have a position where I can rebuild a little bit. And I know that's that's tough to say, but I would much rather be on that side of the fence. Push into chips. Go for it. That's our style. And yeah, I mean, if you've been listening to the show, you've been picking up tips over the last few weeks. We did that competing pod. Yep. That was a really good one. But remember, Mike, I'm going to bring this back to a quick conversation we had on this pod with Mong, which was who is the 101 and why Christian McCaffrey held that risk. Mung and I had both moved off of him as the 101 and, and, and put JT there just before he started yeah. to blow up in five touchdown games. And why? It's because that risk that CMC brought, if he went down again, yeah. what would happen to his value? And I think we're going to, we're actually going to look at what the, uh, some of the rankings and the response for that is now. Absolutely. We're going to talk about rankings. We're going to talk about some trades. We're going to talk about the news. Uh, first thing I want to bring up is, is our, our co-host here, you know, he's been super busy with work, but Mung put out a, a tweet this week, and I really liked it because he yeah. said, here are the first two rounds of ADP. So you got McCaffrey at 101, missed five games with a hamstring. Now he's on IR with the ankle. Dalvin Cook missed two games with the ankle. Now he's on potentially IR for two to three weeks here with the shoulder. Kamara missed three games. Sounds like we're going to get him back this week. Henry on IR with the broken foot. You know, we, we just go down through this whole list and every single guy, I mean, we go, Zeke might be limited to the knee injury now, rest of schedule. So there's a little bit of risk there. Adams has been great. You know, he's missed that one game with COVID. Kelsey's been great. Aaron Jones missed one game, but now he's a little bit limited. And I think we get a little bit of a, a timeshare with those two running backs. Have you been the victim <coughs> of one of those first round injuries? We're here to help. Absolutely. Thank you for it's crazy I'm, though. I'm, really, I'm getting over a cold here, and that was a great timing to jump back in there. Um, <clears throat> we got Barkley missed four games Amazing. with the ankle sprain. Yeah. Eckler right. and Taylor are okay. Chubb missed two games. I mean, it's been crazy. It, it truly has. I mean, I, I I think that we always run the risk of hey, it, it's always worse in the season that you're in when you're in it. It always seems worse. No, this one really is considerably worse than previous years. I even saw this like by week nine, I want to say, we had already had more ACL injuries in the NFL than the entire 2020 season combined. And I, I, don't, even, I don't even know how you explain that because there's actually been more conditioning, more offseason, more preseason. I don't really know. But you just go through that first round. <laughs> It's wild. Yeah, and I mean, you got Hopkins in the second round, missed three games plus, Gibson. I mean, it. he got yeah. Ridley's up in there. I mean, it's just, I, I saw Ian Hardis put out there, you know, everybody's taking their, their victory lap, right? Oh, you should have passed on running backs in those early rounds. But I mean, your wide receivers are going down too. You know, it's just a matter of, it's, it's, right. it's a game of attrition. We got to have that depth. We talk about that a lot, you know, throughout the season. And normally this is the time of year where we push the chips all in and you try to make those moves and, Sometimes you make moves like I talked about, you know, two weeks ago where I traded David Montgomery and DK Metcalf for Dalvin Cook for a stretch run. Oops. You know, now I'm in a situation where luckily I had some depth to make that kind of move. Mm -hmm. But 
you push it in, and you want to push it in for guys that have a little bit less risk. And I knew Dalvin Cook did, Christian yep. McCaffrey did, and and that hurt. So now let's let's start talking about what we're going to do here. You know how we're going to make these moves. If you go on Dynasty Trade Calculator right now, you know they made a, a quick move here on this with the market. They always do, and they tried to assess where the running back situation is right now. And so Jonathan Taylor is their clear-cut RB1 in their rankings. Najee Harris is at 2, Swift 3. I'm assuming if they had tiers, they would be right there in that same area. Nick Chubb, 4. McCaffrey, 5? Nope. Barkley, 5. Mixon, 6. Eckler, 7. Kamar, 8. Christian McCaffrey falls all the way to RB9. Javante Williams, RB10, Zeke, 11, and Dalvin Cook all the way to RB12. So you're looking at, in, according to these rankings, 10 and 12. They are borderline RB1s at this point because of those injuries. Yeah. I, res- I respect DTC. That does feel like an overreaction to me. But if you are competing and you want to make a deal, I have to give him some credit. That's probably what you can expect. To get Absolutely. value in that range, that low RB1 range for both of those guys. It does look like Dalvin Cook, though, has a chance to be back for the fantasy playoffs yeah. from what I've heard. We'll get into that. But I, you know, I, I do feel like, okay, let's let's be careful about how much we overreact to that one. He may just end up missing a couple of weeks. We'll see. Yeah, I mean that that one's a little bit different, but let's talk about McCaffrey first. Right. Okay, so we he's played since Matt Rule's taken over, he's played in six games in two years. You know, so we're looking at, he was the king of fantasy, right? Two years ago, absolutely, right? There was Incredible, a 101. Yeah. You were taking mm-hmm. him over quarterbacks and super flex. Maybe it was him or Mahomes. Yeah. What are you going to do? You know, and. In his own tier, right? Yeah. He was putting up 30 points a game. He was yeah. an absolute league winner for you two years in a row, right? And now those soft tissue injuries are piling up, you know, and they, they just keep going. Now we get the, the high ankle sprain, usually four to six weeks. Panthers aren't in contention, so they shut him down. You know, he's luckily going to avoid surgery with this kind of move. But we got to at least think about what are we trying to do, right? So I'm, in the leagues I have him, I'm trying to make some one-for-one moves with non-playoff teams. I've offered him and a late second for Kamara. I've offered him even Mm -hmm. for Mixon. You know, I'm trying to make Mm -hmm. those kind of moves. I've offered him for Nick Chubb in a second. You know, I'm trying to make some moves because at this point – Taylor, Harris, and Swift, you're not buying them, right? If you're trying to buy them for a stretch run, you're going to pay insane amounts because if you're rebuilding, you're keeping them. If you're already in it, you're keeping them. You know, so those are the tough guys. Who are you trying to make moves in there? You know, like I feel like I would take Joe Mixon straight up, maybe even add, like I said, a late second. Same with Kamara. Joe Mixon in the last six games, he's been RB2, RB24, RB4, 4, 6, 8. And this week, I believe he was RB2. You know, he yeah. has blown up. He's been your guy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I we go back to that. I, I made him <laughs> my top five RB two years in a row on my hot takes. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. You do it. It does. So I'm glad because I have a lot of teams that have Joe Mixon, and he's really taken off. How much can you add to Christian McCaffrey to get – Joe Mixon at this point. And how bizarre does that yeah. sound, right? Like that it just does. sounds insane. I'm like adjusting to this whole conversation. But, but yeah, the, that's right. The counter I got from that, right? Like, so I offered Christian McCaffrey for Joe Mixon. The counter I got back was Leonard Fournette for Christian McCaffrey. You know, it's like people, I also, I was like, I can't do that. You know, Leonard Fournette's been great. Mm-hmm. But there you're looking at a guy who's more like the 
on on the trade calculator. They have him all the way down at RB29, which feels like a real you know disservice for the way that he's been playing because he is the RB5 on the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that one-for-one one deals can be tricky, but let's just start with Joe Mixon. I actually could see myself doing it straight up. I mean, Mixon has the workload that we used to see with Christian McCaffrey. I mean, 28 carries, again, 165 yards, two touchdowns. He had another four receptions, so 32 touches in that game. He is a full-on workhorse. And so I like that one. I, I do think that you could – Try and find a couple of reasonable trade partners in your league. Get them both, two or more different teams interested yeah. in CMC and kind of see if you can't get them bidding off each other, convince Absolutely. them like the guy's going to be coming back. He's got all offseason. And, you know, he <laughs> he was the guy for so long that you could conceivably see him getting back there. Uh, but, yeah, I like that one. I mean, I th- think you if you could pick up a guy like Chubb, how much more am I adding with CMC? Hopefully not more than a second. You know, you and I love to throw in thirds if that if that could work or another piece. I don't think you know, I like drafted a, a third not... in years. <laughs> I just right? throw it in. I just I'm like I just, oh, it's close. I it. Have my third. Just take it. Right. Well, in that trade I referenced, I had two thirds involved in that one, and and that's what it takes to get things done. If you can get away with that, fantastic. But you're probably going to have to give up a second or another piece to get a guy like Joe Mixon, maybe it's a Nick Chubb. Uh, or, look, I mean, Kamara, you mentioned he's coming back. I think that's kind of interesting, although I'm not sure what to really expect there with the Saints. Yeah. And the other maybe, thing you got to look at – Maybe a guy at, like Gibson, you know, Gibson and, and thank maybe you. get something yeah. else. like Gibson, he, since look, the bye week, yeah. has been – he has the, according to Fantasy Pros, the best fantasy schedule from weeks 13 to 17. You know, the only nice. five-star guy there. And, you know, two games against the Eagles. He has some nice matchups in here. And he's well, look, been looking yeah. fantastic. Yeah, and yeah. that's the kind of – we talk about insulated trades all the time. I think you yeah. could still get Antonio Gibson Maybe. in a first. Yeah, you might. You know? and, and, it, and, and look what just happened. I mean, part of that Week 12 carnage, J.D. McKissick, in case you missed it, late Monday night in the fourth quarter, goes down and gets carted off like the whole – you know. Whole teams crowded around him. Doesn't look good. I haven't heard what the news is there yet, but Gibson's coming off a career high 29 carries, 111 yards, seven receptions. Yep. So people complain about them using McKissick. Well, all right. Don't lose sight of the fact still, that he was the guy that scored two touchdowns. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that also so means if McKissick's gone, he's getting those all the red zone touches probably. Maybe they work in Patterson a bit. Patterson's going to be involved just a little bit. Yeah. 36 touches. Like that's the identity of that Washington offense. They want to pound the ball, control the clock. It's exactly what they did against the Seahawks. So when we're talking about Christian McCaffrey, the other thing we got to look at here a little bit is, are you the one seed or the two seed? A lot of people, when I've been talking to them, they're like, well, you know, I'm the one seed and I lost McCaffrey. I think I'm going to strip it down. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't know if you're going to be in this spot again next year, right? So this is the time where you make moves like that. If you're the sixth seed and you feel like you have a, 10% 10% chance here. We're not saying sell McCaffrey for pennies on the dollar. You know, we're trying to say we're going to give you some alternatives. Um, some of the trades that were sent in are, are pretty pretty crazy. So let me let me go over a couple of these with you. First well, one is from... Po- yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted <laughs> to make one, one other point. is Those that are listening that are rebuilding, I think you made this point in the last pod, but as we're pulling up these trades, think about this also from a rebuilding perspective. 
you actually have all the leverage, right? Because you got some very motivated people that are going to try to take you on the ship. They're willing to part with some of these guys for 70 cents, 80 cents on the dollar. You need to jump in there and make some offers. This is the time to do it as we approach the playoffs. Some of these teams may actually need to win out to get to the playoffs or like you said, they're in a position to win, but they need they need, they need to recover from that injury. So keep that in mind as we're going over these trades. You can Absolutely. benefit from this on the rebuilding side. And be open-minded. You know, like when I offered a Christian McCaffrey, I, I wanted Leonard Fournette in the first, and he goes, mm, no, I can't do that. I'll do Fournette even. I'm like, hey, that's a situation there where you might benefit off of that. You know, it was a 23 first. He might benefit. you got to find some moves. Don't just say, I don't want McCaffrey. It's a piece. It's a piece you can move that you can get for 80 cents on the dollar and then sell for a dollar. You know, like that's how you do it. That's how winning is done when you're in those rebuild phases. It doesn't mean you're only buying guys that are 22, 23. You're buying guys that people don't want. And I think that's a situation right now where McCaffrey people are are hands off. And from the first trade here from at the FFRX, from Capital Pigs 3, that's a big time league with John Bosch. I believe, I, I believe even Scott Fish is in one of those. It's, the guy today traded Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry for Austin Eckler this morning. Two for one. Yeah, I saw that one. That is wild. That, to <laughs> me, is. is like, that is how winning is done right there, right? I mean, absolute oh smash, gosh. except I understand wanting to get a piece that's startable, but that one there is going to, that one's going to bite. You know, that one's going to bite that's, hard when those two guys come back next year. Oh, my gosh. That's that's so – like, such an obvious mistake for me. That's like Kirk Cousins lining up under the guard. Like, everybody knows that's not what you want yeah. to do. But, and sometimes you just got to put all the chips on the table. I In one league, my in UDPL2, yeah. I have Cook and uh, McCaffrey – or yeah, and I offered them both of them for JT and Diggs, and I got laughed out. You're like, nope, not worth it. And I'm like, ah, I was going for mm-hmm. it. Another one here – We've alluded to him already, but FF Day Trader, contending team, lost both Dalvin and CMC. He gave CMC and Robert Woods for James Conner, Josh Jacobs, and Cortland Sutton. So talk about that one for a little bit. He was giving up McCaffrey. He said he's all in. You know, he doesn't he doesn't start Woods. It's not somebody that I mean, obviously no one is at this point, but he's not in his starting lineup plans for next year. So he gives it, gets Connor, Jacobs, and Sutton. Jacobs okay. and Connor will both be starters for him. Yeah, so this is one where you, you spread it out and get a couple pieces and try to mm-hmm. get as much value as you can out of it. So I do get the the strategy. You're getting really two two low end kind of RB one, high end RB two. Okay, yeah. so you traded away your RB one for let's say a couple of RB twos that have the potential to score touchdowns. And Connor, Connor's had some weeks is, where he's he's yeah, won it for you. Weeks. So you got the upside in play, right? And that's what you're trying to replace is the well the floor and the ceiling with with McCaffrey so I mean I I don't think it was quite enough I mean Cortland Sutton I mean if we just want to talk about that for a second you and I were talking about how Jerry Judy we thought all along was going to be the alpha Mung he's not here to defend himself but he was a Cortland Sutton guy (laughs) sorry Mung but here we are have you seen the splits like Cortland Sutton has fallen off the face of the earth which I've dropped him in redraft I mean there's just nothing he is almost trouble even Tim Patrick's out playing him and and you know, yeah. Noah fan and the running yeah. game have also been areas of focus. So I you know, I understand it. I probably wouldn't make that move myself. Yeah, and I feel like that's one where, you know, if he wins it all, it's gonna be great. The other guy definitely likes the side that he got. The other trade that he made is he gave up Dalvin Cook in a second for Amari Cooper and Tyler Lockett. 
You know, another one where it's like, oof. Mm. and he asked wow. me about both yeah. of them, and I'm like, that was my reaction on both of them, like, oof. Painful. And yeah. in the tweet, he wrote, I don't love either of them, but the team's strong enough to still contend for a few years now. You know, he feels mm-hmm. like that still keeps him in contention. And it's like, yeah. he goes, I, I play to win the game. I play to win some money. And that's right. what I want to do. So it's like, and I have it's a ton your of team ultimately. I really do. And it's not my team, right? I, I have a lot of respect for guys that can just put it on the line that, you know, have the balls to, to go in and do that, right? Another one sent in from, this was in my DMs today from Scary Terry. That's at Johnny Taylor 28. He put, would you trade Christian McCaffrey for Aaron Jones and Chase Claypool? And I put, yeah, absolutely. Like to me, that's a smash, except if you're working in there. He goes, just to clarify, I'm getting Christian McCaffrey. And I'm like, oh man, you're in contention and you want to get Christian McCaffrey. That one we got to talk about a little bit here because it's like, if you're in contention and you give up Aaron Jones, and Aaron you're Jones tossing your chances away right there by doing yeah, that. That's, that's what I told you him. You really got to so, make that judgment call. Yeah. He said, I don't want to. And he goes, thanks again for the input. I agree. I thought it, it hurt my depth a little bit, but I don't want to lose out on a championship. You know, and that's why we asked. Just shoot us a DM. Talk about these a little bit. You know, are, what the advice we give to you, do you have to take it? No, but we want to give you the most educated possible thought process the whole way around. And it's like, yeah, go ahead. You go get Aaron Jones. If you don't like Chase Claypool, trade him for another piece because a lot of players like Chase Claypool, you know, and they go out there and get him, and that at least keeps you in the game. Aaron Jones is a guy that, you know, we're starting to sour on a little bit. But early on in the season, the guy was putting up huge numbers. I think he's going to get a lot more integrated in. This past week, people were like, oh, he barely played. Look at the game script, right? Look at the, the game situation. It was below freezing. A.J. Dillon's healthy. Are you going to roll a guy out there coming off an injury like that? You know, you're going to lose him a little bit and let Dylan pound it down. And, and, and I mean, the Packers honestly had a great game plan. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. And, man, it's been fun to see Mr. Rogers the past couple of weeks put up this point. Like, yeah, you got to. It's like just just put the guy in your starting lineup and and enjoy. And I'm, I'm making moves for him. You know, like I'm finding mm-hmm. there's, there's situations where teams are – you know, they're still selling Aaron Rodgers way too low. If you can get him for that playoff run, that is a fantastic one. Uh, another trade we have here sent in from Dynasty in my mind. I don't, we'll ask about that later. I don't want to. But so, He's a different Christian, kind of lawyer, I think. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> yeah we, don't, we don't deal in sexual harassment cases. Yeah, no, we don't take those cases. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and an early second. Or Josh Jacobs, Michael Carter, and a 23 first for a rebuilding team. Twitter has it at 59% McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think they got it right. You know, I think, I think Jacobs right. and Michael Carter, neither of them have a ceiling of an RB1. I think they're both RB2s. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fine. That 23 first, I'm assuming, isn't his if he's rebuilding. You know, and if right. it is, right. that might be a little bit of a different story. But he gets an early second next year. He gets Christian McCaffrey. And next year... When McCaffrey comes out and he has two or three great games, you can sell him for more than that easily. Yeah, and just keep in mind, I mean, I'll just say my style, if I'm trading away a premium player, okay, even if it's a hurt player, you really want to get a premium player in return. Sure, maybe maybe it is a package, but mm-hmm. you, you got to be able to convince yourself that what you're getting does have, let's say, 80%, 90% of the ceiling yeah. that McCaffrey did when he's healthy. 
you want a premium player. Like if you can find an RB one or a wide receiver one in dynasty rankings, that's kind of what you want to be shooting for as part of that package, right? You don't want to just get a bunch of pieces that are kind of like middle of the road. I personally try, try to avoid those kind of moves. Well, and, and they're always asking, you know, I want, I'm getting two 23 first. They project kind of late for this player. You're like, you want to make sure one of those is an early pick, a pick that you can use soon, right. a guy that it, you know is going to be a premium asset. Because if yeah. you do that in the wrong class, you know you're trading for two late wide receivers who might not break out. You know you're you're trading for a season where you're going to get, you know, you might have traded a, an elite asset and you get some Jalen Rager type players. You know, which by right. the way, man, well, he killed my dropping oh, those two drops, touchdowns at the end. The drops. He should not be in the lineup. Oh, that well, I want to make another comment here too on your strategy. Like, come back to what is your strategy, all right? If you're competing and you're trading wing McCaffrey, why are you trading for picks? Unless yes. you plan to flip those and you already have like other trade targets and, and trade partners in mind, that that is probably not what you need in this deal, right? We only have two weeks left in the regular season here, right? Mm-hmm. So be careful on your strategy and make sure that you have one clear path and the value you get in return is going to help you with that strategy. Yeah. And you got, you got to go with that strategy, go with that plan and stick to, to it. it. You can't go exactly. back and forth here. You know I mean? The trade lines are trade deadlines. I, I mean, I don't think, I think I'm down to just one league that has a trade deadline because I love being able to make those trades in week 14, 15, and just really puts the dichotomy of the league a lot closer. You know, you can really get it from, adding to that guy that's trying to go all in the other guy gets extra yeah. pieces and that's it's right. just we're we're here to kind of help you out you know if you want yeah if you as want to your lawyers we're that's here to right help you smash and cash so listen up folks and that's five 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 <laughs> it's the fives no i didn't that put enough like of them in there but I, bond, like, I am getting over the flu numbers. people so here we are you know that's why we're doing a, a two o'clock episode so we yeah, love you guys you, you got knocked down as well Let's talk about the next one is, is Dalvin Cook. So it's a little bit more of a different situation, right? If you have Christian McCaffrey and you're a contender, you're definitely looking to move if you can. you know. And, and there's different options of moving him. Or if you still have that late first, going up and, and picking out a player. I mean, I've been all over late firsts for guys like Leonard Fournette. You know, maybe James Conner in a little bit, maybe Corderell Patterson and you get something back. Maybe, you know, David Montgomery. There's some guys here. Elijah Mitchell's on that scale now where, you know, he's a top 20 dynasty running back in a lot of websites. Maybe Josh Jacobs. I mean, there's some guys out there that if you have your late first, you can still get an asset. Yeah, I'm actually <laughs> looking at a few that are just like that. I pulled up DLF Trade Finder. Dalvin Cook for CEH and a 23 first. Dalvin Cook for Travis Kelsey in a first. Wow, that's a smash. So, yeah, those kind of deals make a lot of sense to me. Here's Dalvin Cook for <laughs> Dalvin Cook for Cam Akers and Derek Henry. <laughs> Everybody's down on that one. But, yeah, here's Cook and Madison for two firsts in a second. That's kind of interesting. If you're, if you're obviously, if you're not competing, you're just trying to get value back. Here's Dalvin Cook for two firsts in Latavius Murray. So, yeah, that's kind of where the value is right now. Yeah, I mean, you could take some picks, and, and we didn't even talk about the Carolina situation, but, you know, you right, could, right. We, we talked about it several weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. Mung and I were saying, when you're rebuilding, or if you're contending, the minute McCaffrey comes back, Chuba Hubbard's value dies. I saw people paying 
late first before McCaffrey came back, and then I saw people pay him third-round picks. He averaged mm-hmm. 12.9 fantasy points over the weeks where McCaffrey was out. So yeah, if you have him and the rest of your team is rock solid, you know, you don't have to go out and sell Christian McCaffrey for pennies on the dollar. You definitely don't. You can get right. by with Chuba Hubbard maybe. Amir Abdullah has made himself a lot more of an option here. I mean, he had six targets after McCaffrey went out of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to depend a lot on game script here. I'm not saying push all your chips in there, but maybe, you know, you're yeah. right in the mix. You pay a third, a second or maybe two-thirds for Chuba Hubbard mm-hmm. and, and get that kind of option, you know. Right. We're going to talk about Madison. He's going to be a lot more expensive. But in that mm-hmm. Carolina situation, I think, yeah, I think it's one Chuba. of these guys I, is going to have a little bit of value. I, and follow the news really closely. See if you can maybe pick up the what the beat writers are saying at practice for the mm-hmm. Panthers, things like that. Kind of get on get on Twitter, see what people are saying. I, I personally think it's going to be Chuba Hubbard that's getting yeah. a bigger workload. But clearly they want to work in Abdullah some, especially in the passing game. And they're they're cheaper. You might be able to pick them both up for really cheap. Abdullah might even be on the waiver wire. Yeah. To your point, a couple of Madison. Minutes. My name is Alexander Madison. What's he my sounds name? like a lawyer. He does. He does, and he's also stars in a in a very popular musical. But, <laughs> does he? Um, All right. Yeah. Yeah. But when he stars, right? When he is the guy, he has four starts. Okay. Over that time, eighty-two carries. For 346 yards, three touchdowns, 17 receptions, 151 yards, two touchdowns. That is over 20 points per game and the definition of a bell cow. He's the guy that's been a premium, you know, handcuff, both him and, and Tony Pollard. By the way, if you got a shot to get Tony Pollard in the deal, do that as I like well it. because I like it. Zeke's a little banged up, you know, and we're going to start resting him. Alexander Madison, let's talk about his cost now, right now. You know, mm-hmm. before... Dalvin went down, second-round pick. I think you could get him anywhere for a second-round pick. Now you'd be lucky to get him for two seconds because I think people are going to hold out for a first or want more than he's possibly worth. What do you think of Alexander Madison here? Right. So, first of all, I think that Madison is going to be putting up RB1 numbers the next two weeks. Yeah, really, he he always gets the workload. They they stick with him, and – he usually kind of generates about what 80, 85% of what Cook did, had a few big weeks. The thing about it is like, how long is Cook going to be out? Because if he's coming back, let's say three, four weeks from now, and you're kind of eyeing week 16, 15, 16 for the playoffs, you want to make sure you don't overpay for a guy that you're not going to necessarily even use in the playoffs. So there's a little bit of risk there and uncertainty because we don't know exactly how long Cook's going to be out. I don't know what you're mm-hmm. hearing. Mike, but no, I'm here um, two to three work, two to three weeks, and right. a lot of people are asking me, you know, hey, should I give up a first for Alexander Ma- Madison? And as a lawyer, I've been practicing my jargon. I said, objection, objection, your honor. <laughs> We're not going with a first round pick because you know, there's some people are like, well, hey, you know, Dalvin Cook might have some legal problems next year. We we don't know where that's headed. You know, we don't know what those things are. Madison's a fine fill-in, but you don't want to overpay. I would much rather pay for a guy. If I have my choice of a first-round pick and I can get Alexander Madison or I can get Leonard Fournette, because I have not seen Leonard Fournette go for much more than a first, I'm taking Fournette. Mm -hmm. I'm taking a guy that I know is going to have a stable situation next year. Yeah, a guy like Elijah Mitchell I would rather have um, for sure. I'd rather pay more for him. I mean, Elijah Mitchell looked fantastic last game. Yeah, did you see that the workload that he had? Uh, Let me pull it up. 27 carries, 133 yards, and a touchdown in five receptions. 32 touches. 
that's, that's what Shanahan awesome. wants to do, right? He wants to speed on the field, you know, whether they're smaller or not, and just feed them. He wants to run the ball 40 times a game. Yeah. Which Debo had six carries as well and two rushing touchdowns in that game. But Elijah Mitchell now could be more valuable with Debo going to miss the next one to two weeks is what I'm hearing. Let's, so. let's talk about Debo then because yeah. right now – okay. I think if you are a one or a two seed and you have that buy locked up, go after Debo Samuel because there's a lot of teams, they're, they're worried right now, right? You saw him walk yeah. up to the podium. He wasn't really limping. He said it's not a big deal, and I believe that. The guy's a warrior. Like, yeah. he feels like a guy who's going to come back next week or the following week, and he's going to ball out. He has been someone yeah. that's gotten you there, and I think you can buy him a little bit cheaper. You know, you can make a yeah. type of move where someone really wants a veteran, and you push that guy, you push – you know, you push a Mike yeah, Evans, you push someone like that to make right. a little flip there. I think that's like a buy high, if you want to use that phrase. Yeah. Buy high on Debo. He'll he'll be back for the playoffs. I Thankfully, the teams I have Debo, I'm also, because he's done so well, I'm looking at like a one seed first round yeah. buy. And I think he's back by week 16. So I'm feeling okay. But if you're in a different situation um, and you, you want to pick him up, there's people calling in right that, now. to, is that to you? Try and get... Yo, we have Debo <laughs> on the phone right here. <laughs> how, how long are you gonna be out, Devo? Uh, but no, it's just this week. Okay, good, good. It's great to hear. But um, yeah, I, I, I see your point. I think he's a buy high if you can somehow get him for maybe it's somebody that has to win out week 13, 14. They're sitting with Debo, make them an offer, pick him up, but but pay pay up for the guy. I think yeah. that it's just a groiner. I was joking like before we knew what it was. Like, could we get Mr. Miyagi in there and? <laughs> Go help the guy out. And they're like, oh, That's it's right. a groin injury? Never mind, Mr. Biagi. We'll save you from that one. It's a, it's a low-grade one. You know, I think he I think he's going to be yeah, all right. Yeah, just tightened but... up on him. I mean, I think yeah. he's going to be all right. Just give him, give him a week off. But, man, if you were watching that game and you had Dalvin and Debo on back-to-back plays. Oh, back-to-back I, plays. I'm laying on the yeah. sofa, right? I'm laying on the sofa with the flu. My kids are, like, kind of, like, playing around me and stuff like that. Yeah. on here you know like, like what is wrong with dad and i'm like i lost debo and dalvin you know they're like i didn't care about being sick at that point it was just a matter of like man i lost my guys another but guy we lost on your jacket and your tie and you're like That's... now it's time for the injury and, boy, right? and I you're carrying me here because i could barely talk but i love it uh another guy potentially in that situation is we got we lost darren waller this week you know he's probable for week 13 with uh mm-hmm. you know what's the left IT IT let's call yeah. it that let's call it that yeah, yeah. he's day to day I'm a little worried though you know we've mm-hmm. we, we saw Waller bounce back after he came off the bye and now he's injured again I mean should we be concerned I think I think so he's a really really tough guy and I and I think that he kind of wanted to come back in the game, but they they wanted to be careful with him. So I'm not I'm not actually quite as worried about Waller for that type of injury. I think he'll be back in a couple of weeks. I think worst case he's out two weeks, but mm-hmm. they're even saying they haven't ruled him out for week thirteen. Yeah, uh, I mean, so I from fantasy. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, football right. guys. I got an email today. It says that he's probable for week thirteen, but they also said the IT band typically takes you know ten days to rehab and recover. Okay. So okay. it's somewhere, so you, you know, if not week 13, he will be but back week 14. Right. He's back for the playoffs, though. So that's yeah. why I'm not overreacting to this, especially if you got that first round by, you're feeling better about it. 
But I mean, look, he actually went down twice in that game. Yeah, it was a roller coaster. He's like, oh, thank goodness, he's back. He's playing, and then the very next, is that Waller calling? That's <laughs> Waller now. <laughs> hey, Darren, how you doing? <laughs> what did he say? One week, two weeks? He said he's not even missing anything, man. He's in there. No, you're getting. We're getting, man. These injury lawyer calls are coming in fast. That's what it is. Like I got the headset; help. it's not working properly. I was gonna like flip it down and just talk to him, but is you know the they're five, calling five, five off the hook. Yeah. What's yeah. that? Is that the five five five? It's the five 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 with only like six digits. It. You know, that's all I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> they have, they got the special number. It's like the bat phone, the smash phone. You're just like, hey, the smash phone. I like that. I like that. No, I think the question I've been getting with Waller is. Would you trade Waller for Mark Andrews straight up here? And and I was very mm-hmm. intrigued by that because there's some teams where I'm like, Mark Andrews has looked great. He is healthy, you know, and it's like, I could see that if you're feeling uneasy about it, you know, where it's like, it's a short-term gain, possibly long-term loss, but both of them, you know, are going to be prime in their prime here for the next couple of years. I, here's my injury lawyer advice on Waller. Unless you have to win out, you, were, you had Waller, you have yeah. to win week 13 and 14, and, and maybe you have to play in week 15 in the in first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I would sell Waller, and I'm trying yeah. to get 90 95% of the value. Yep. If if um, there's any other scenario and like you're, you're looking at, um, you're pretty much locked into the playoffs, hold, hold the guy. Don't overreact yeah. and, and, and don't give away future value. For no reason but well, you know I look a guy like that, mark andrews that's close enough okay yeah i'm cool with that the only tight end handcuff in the league is foster moreau in my opinion like yeah, yeah he goes out there and he still balls yeah. out so he's yeah right you, you should have him you and i talked about when when waller went down the first time right mm-hmm. and people that know me make fun of me because across my 15 leagues i have darren waller and 11 of them and, yeah. and people kind of mocked me right then and there and i have zach ertz and 10 of those as my backup because i got him cheap I think Zach Ertz is the answer if you really need a t- cheap tight end. Or Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas has the easiest tight end schedule down the stretch. You know, he shook some of that rust mm-hmm. off now. And I feel feel like Logan Thomas with McKissick out is even going to elevate more because he's going to be that, that security blanket. He's going to be a guy that's in there. Huge red zone target. And I think he is a top five to eight tight end down the stretch here. I will add a couple more. If you're just looking to trade for tight ends and you need to replace somebody, especially in premium leagues, Gronk yeah. looked good. He looks finally healthy. Finally, you know, just right picked up right where he left off with Brady. I think he was the highest scoring tight end in week 12, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Great. Dawson Knox and Muth, Pat Farmuth, are my other two targets. But love both those guys. So I had, I had someone – uh, messaged me. Actually, it was our, our guy, uh, Fantasy Hacker. You know, he messaged me last mm-hmm. night. You know, he's always making trades. Got a, mm-hmm. got a message at like 2 a.m. And it was like, uh, he's like, should I trade Elijah Mitchell and Pat Fryermuth for Kittle in a 16-team league? I said, nope. No, Cause no. Because his, his next best depth piece was Sutton. And I was like, sometimes you make a move like that and you feel a little bit sexier putting Kittle in that lineup than Fryermuth, right? But Fryermuth is putting up very similar numbers. Elijah Mitchell's been fantastic. You take those guys out of your lineup. Now you have no depth. Anybody yeah. goes down, and you're you're hurting for that stretch run. You well, got to think about those things. Totally. And if you look at what Shanahan wants to do right now with the current makeup of his offense, he, he wants to pound the ball. And so what is Kittle doing? He's blocking. I mean, he's blocking yeah. on over half the plays. 
He had like I think one catch. Yep, two point eight fantasy game. points this week. That was the identity in Shanahan. Just if if he's up in, as they were against the Vikings, he has a lead. He is going to just pound the ball, and that's the thing. Kittle is a complete badass. He he's he's a mean blocker, dude. That block so, he had was that against the Rams? Oh my where he gosh! Just like, that, just embarrassing. With Von, Von Miller, Miller, just, just oh man, him. that was Hand-caked insane. The guy, I yeah. love that. Same with San Francisco. Brandon Ayuk has been the eighth mm-hmm. most targeted player, you know, since since this resurgence he's had over the last couple of weeks. Debo yeah. out. You gotta really have an uptick here of Brandon Ayuk, which I don't feel like mm-hmm. most of the fantasy industry has caught up with yet. You right. know, there's yeah. mm-hmm. two at the beginning of the year, Mung had him as a top twelve type dynasty wide receiver. I feel like now people have him well outside the top twenty, and I feel like you could buy him cheaper than what you should be able to at this point, especially with Debo out. There, there was yeah. there was thought there that you know once Kittle came back it was going to kind of eat into everybody else. Debo's getting his, Ayuk's getting his, and, and I think Kittle's going to get an uptick here with Debo out for sure as well. I do have to give Shanahan some credit. Like we talk about the Shanahan against, but I mean he he's got the 49ers back in the the playoff race, and he is utilizing his weapons right. He's he's getting Debo more involved in the run game, and he definitely is. He's for whatever reason. I mean, Brandon Ayuk was like left for dead for a while, but he's figured out a way to motivate him and get him back. He did have six targets in in week twelve. Again, the passing volume is a little low, so I would not trade for him or value him more than like a wide receiver two right now in in dynasty. But he is getting a good amount of looks in that offense, and you know they'll probably have some games where they pass more, especially if they're playing from behind. So he's a decent trade target. Um, for both the, the stretch run here and for Dynasty. Absolutely. We got a trade alert. Matt Foley at the Not Real Swami just sent one in as we okay. started. Sure. We're looking at a one quarterback contending team full PPR, J.K. Dobbins and Devonta Smith, or Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. This has the, you know, Twitter I think is all over this one. They got it at 75 25. This is the type of move where if you give up J.K. Dobbins and Devonta Smith for Aaron Jones and you don't win the championship, Oof. it hurts Extremely bad. painful. You know, because I feel like yeah. Dobbins has equal or very close value to Aaron Jones. He this does. is a move where it's like, if, but if you are rebuilding, if you are not a contender, this is something you float out there. You try to get some of these mm-hmm. young pieces. J.K. Dobbins is someone who, if someone's contending at this time of year, myself included, I gave him up to get Derrick Henry. That didn't mm-hmm. really work too well. You know, but I this is the time of year yeah. where you can get those guys. Those guys that are on IR, those guys that are done, you get them right. cheap. Oh yeah. No, Dobbins, I mean, I still believe in Akers is another good target. Derrick Henry. Yeah, I, I like the strategy in general. In that particular deal, though, I would have wanted to get a little bit more for Dobbins. I still view him as like a low RB1 in Dynasty in that offense. I think that he's got so much upside still. Yeah. So you know, and Devonta Smith, come on. I mean, he's he's balling out. Like, the Eagles' passing game does disappear from time to time, but he's the clear number one. And we've seen what he can do in his rookie season. So pretty high ceiling, I'd say, for that guy as well. And so you're trading away two very high ceiling players for a potential running back committee there in Green Bay. I don't, I don't know if that's quite enough, but uh, look, I get it. <laughs> I get it. You want you, – you're desperately looking for – a strong piece to help you win. So again, that's what that's what we're talking about. It's your it's your team. You want to make the move? 
Got another okay. one. People are yeah. people are excited. We're on oh, at two o'clock right. in the afternoon. They're like, "Hey, I got a little bit of time from work. I can like throw in some questions." Call the injury lawyers. <laughs> That's right. I didn't get any calls, but this was like actually sent out on Twitter. Clinton Pippert at K Pippert eleven just moved Christian McCaffrey and Hawkinson at, on a win now team for Thielen, Melvin Gordon, a twenty two first and a twenty three first. So he felt like he needed to move on, move him. Get a little help. He's young enough. He wants to know if he if he made a good idea. You know, now I'm looking at this trade, and I, I mean, I love Hawkinson. So let's take Hawkinson and the 23 first, maybe maybe a little bit more and kind of rule that out. You know, that that's kind of – this is a tricky one because I think I would deal Christian McCaffrey on a win-now team for Thielen, Gordon, and a, and a high first. You know, if at least a mid first, if that's going to get you over the top. Is this a fair deal? I mean, I feel he's nine and two. He wants to go all in. Melvin Gordon and Thielen are guys where, like, if you go all in, their value is going nowhere but down. But he does insulate it with a twenty-two and a twenty-three first. Let's call them both mid because we don't have okay. any idea if they're late. I would not do this. I I actually would say I wouldn't do it. Um, I and here and here's why. It's what I said earlier in the pod, like. Okay, well, why are you, if you're competing, you're nine and two. Why are you trading for picks as part of the deal? Unless you plan to immediately flip those. I understand they're they have stock value, but like, right. what's the you'd plan rather there? see a if better running back than Melvin that, Gordon? I would I would rather see, like I said earlier, a more of a premium player that you get in return. You're not getting that with Thielen or Melvin Gordon. You're getting two kind of average flex type pieces, and you're getting two picks which you can't use to help you win the ship. So. I don't love it in terms of the overall strategy, unless you are going to cascade the picks. And I, I'd definitely be targeting a better running back than Melgo, who's got possibly just a few remaining games in his career in Denver. Mm-hmm. So this is one where it's like, did you, how much did you really help yourself in the in the fantasy playoffs? And wow, is that one going to sting if it doesn't help you win? Because what are you left with? A guy that's going to be searching for a team next year? Adam, more than a Thielen I love him. But you know I love much, Adam Thielen. I do. I do. I love, and he, he's, he seems to like score every game somehow. He, he does. But, but yeah, he's very consistent. But I mean, his time is is got to be slowing down at some some point in the near future. So it's kind of a it's kind of a mixed bag for me on that one. Yeah, I mean, I think we have we have a lot of people that are, are chiming in on that one. You know, CM mm-hmm. CMC doesn't seem like that kind of move, but it, you know. Hit me yeah. up on that one. I think we could probably take a couple of those picks and flip that, and you know, you might there end you up getting. I mean, no, two first talking. round picks is going to buy you a decent running back. I mean, I feel like there you, you could get Antonio Gibson, play. who we've been talking about. So you go flip that. Now all of a sudden, we like it again. You know, you go, go pick get up Gibson, two... Elijah Mitchell, exactly. Yeah. Those Lenny so, Fournette. Again, we talk about that a lot on the podcast. Those picks, you might know someone in that league. I mean, there you, you go. know your Did league I... mates. There's yeah, always that guy that, that wants a pick. You know, he always yeah. he, he'll give up anything for picks towards the end of the year, and that could be a, a great move. But that particular move, we're not super wild on, but it, it could pan out. Um, we got another deal here that just got sent in. I mean, they're they're flying in right here, right? Okay. The wow. phones are going crazy. I got them in my earpiece. So we got a ten-team superflex sent in from Parham season. Not quite happening, but anyways, uh, twenty-three first. And Michael Thomas or Elijah Mitchell and Dalton Schultz in a two-point tight end premium. He is retooling here. Oh, I like the Mitchell-Dalton Schultz side big time. I think that's Ooh. a nice 
I'll say that's a smash move. And even if Twitter doesn't agree with me, Twitter Michael does not. Thomas. Yeah, for whatever reason, people are still holding out some hope for Michael I just Thomas, can't quit what? Michael Thomas ever since that was our okay. first big smash except like trade thing right like that was our thing and i traded michael thomas everywhere i was like i even sold myself while we were talking i'm like yep let's go get him so the 23 first i feel like you if you had a choice of a you know a random 23 first or elijah mitchell and you're and you're retooling a little bit i think people are loving that 23 class I, I do. And and I think that, yeah, we've talked about it a number of times. I do love the 23 class, but look, you still have two seasons to go try and trade yeah. for a 23 pick. It's going to, it is going to gain in value between now and then a ton of value. The 23 yeah. class is absolutely legit, but I mean, look, Elijah Mitchell, if, if, if he really is the RB one in San Francisco, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Raheem Mostert. Trey yeah. Sermon has just not been Oof. able to get on the field. If, Elijah Mitchell went early in the draft, like Trey Sermon. We would be talking about him as like a potential RB1 in Dynasty right now. Mm -hmm. The draft capital has swung it a little bit, but Shanahan is clearly voted with his lineup. He wants that speed, that breakaway speed capability on the field, and he, that's, that's what's driving the decision there to play Elijah Mitchell, and he's committed to the workload. Dalton Schultz, too, has looked terrific, clear tight end one, and it's a premium league, I'm kind of liking that. And look, if if it doesn't work out, those guys still hold a good amount of value. They're both young. You could still flip them for a 23 first later, right? Absolutely. So I'm on that side. Got another one sent in here. They're just flying, man. Grayson Chilton sent in. He's on the opposite side now, John. He goes, there's some teams right now that need running backs. They need quarterbacks in my league. And I have, I'm rebuilding, and I have, I have Henderson – and I have Taysom Hill. What do I do with them? Is okay. there chances they're more than just rentals for the year or are those players that I should be moving? So I answered mm -hmm. the question, but let's hear what you have to say between both Henderson, who Mung and I have been really high on, you know, and he, yeah. he's shown flashes here when the Rams use him, and Taysom Hill, who finally comes back onto the field after Trevor Simeon has been just yeah. laying out duds. Well, so I, without hesitation, I applaud the move. See if you can move Hendo and Taysom now with uh, both at a, at a potentially, I won't say necessarily peak value, but pretty near, right? Because yeah. even if they decide to stick with Henderson next year in LA, I mean, Cam Akers is for sure going to be back, okay? And so you have to factor that in. Henderson's not going to be getting the workload that he has this year, right? I mean, mm -hmm. Akers, I believe, will – get back we've already seen workout videos and whatnot he's on pace to to be back and they invested Absolutely. first what was like first round draft capital in the guy second round whatever it was so moving him now to a competing team is a smart move and the same thing with Taysom, right so yeah you're feeling this i would move Taysom now for sure he, he, they announce him as starter somebody needs a, a starting qb boom get, move the guy at that that high point trade sell mm -hmm. high this My exact words, I put, I like Henderson, but the Rams don't seem to show that they do. You know, they drafted Akers. They've go. kind of found some Spot ways on. in there. Taysom Hill is definitely a rental in my mind as well, but don't trade Taysom Hill until he makes that first start because we know he can go out there. He has there QB1 okay. type Good upside. Device. You know, he goes out there and he puts up 24 fantasy points. Now people are going to want it. I said you could sell either of them for two seconds. 
I would shoot for a first and work your way back, you know, and try to get that yeah. first round pick, try to push them out of there. And he put right on it. I'm making offers already, you know? So it's like, those are the you kind are of things we got. Yeah, we are great lawyers. Great legal advice. You know? yeah. We'll get you out of trouble. You're in hot water with this. We'll get you out. Here's one. <laughs> we'll work hard. <laughs> Turn that we, into cash. We don't rest. I mean, I'm on here with the flu. You know, we're, we're just That's working right. this Middle out. We are, we are your lawyers. Here's one from a guy you might know, Jared Silbridi. In our league, yeah. he wants to know if he What's should up, trade TJ Hawkinson in a first for Devontae Adams. <laughs> okay. It just came it's... in my inbox, so it's, it got uh, offered to me. I'm on the other side. Yeah. So, if I heard that right, run it back by me one more time. Hawkinson in a, in, in a in mid first for Devontae Adams. Or Devontae Adams in a, in a tight end premium league. 1.75, where the uh, the guy who he's trading with is in third place and competing with you and, and also wearing a suit, looking fresh. Yeah, looking pretty solid. Yeah, so you're uh, going to say mean, sell Devontae, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get rid of him. So, so you can get wait. Rid of him. He's washed. Uh, no, I mean, if I'm competing, I want to hold on to Devontae yes. right now. So I think it's we, a hard no because you, yes. you think you can so, still go in and win it, we, right? We talked about that. You know, we talked on the phone. If you have Tyreek Hill and you have Devontae Adams, everyone's saying they are big dynasty sells, right? Not if you're going for a ship. You know, like it's not no. just, ah, let's just sell for pennies on the dollar. I mean, if you can get, you know, and I, I, I keep alluding to this trade where I traded Hopkins in a, for McLaurin in a first. If you can do that where you think a guy is going to put up similar numbers, if you don't hit, it hurts. But if you hit, it feels great. You know, and that, that's, right. are you risk adverse? Are you willing to make a move for one of those type of wide receivers? Then you're okay, mm -hmm. you know? And, yeah. and there are some wide receivers who are on the fringe of hitting that are going to be great, but it's yeah, a difficult and we, and, situation. I mean, the Packers got some mojo right now. Rodgers is looking good. Adams mm -hmm. could definitely benefit from it. So that's the side I'm on. I mean, I think Jared's got like 18 tight ends on his roster. He's so I 32. Get it. It's confirmed. He's 32. He's and I've been sitting every, there with every, Evan Ingram is my end. only tight end all year, and I'm fine with it. it just, I'm just cruising through with Evan Ingram, baby. Now, if you could cascade that first into something pretty pretty sexy, then it, it becomes more interesting. But right? at this point in the season, you're probably riding Devontae. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. The other guy here I want to talk about some injuries in Arizona is, mm -hmm. you know, we have Kyler potentially coming yeah. back. We have DeAndre mm -hmm. potentially coming back. There has been right. a buy-low window. Not so much yes. on Kyler, but on Hopkins for sure. Yeah. Are we all in here? I mean, are you worried about Hopkins at all? I'm not worried about Kyler Murray one bit. I think Kyler Murray, mm -hmm. they took the time to get him right, right. Right. They know they're a playoff team. I think the same with Hopkins, but Hopkins is a little bit older. So do we have – it's the same type of move where if you're trading for Dalvin Cook and he goes and gets hurt, you're trading for McCaffrey, you go trade for DeAndre Hopkins and he gets hurt, that value is going to diminish quite a bit. Well, I think that Arizona played it right. And starting with Kyler, I mean, this is kind of his MO, right? He starts the season really hot. Everyone gets excited. He gets banged up. He leaves for a little bit. Then he comes back near the end of the season. Isn't that Russell Wilson well. syndrome? You know, for like eight games, he's a QB1. He caught, the, he caught that syndrome, I think, but over the last couple of seasons. That's what we've seen with Kyler. And I agree. They, they wanted to really rest him up. Maybe he could have come back last week. Um, they get him through the bye and – now he's he's healthy. And I and I think the same will be true for New Hopkins. The thing I'll remind everyone on Hopkins, I mean, he he's a guy that's out there every week. This is the absolute exception to the rule. 
for him mm-hmm. missing a couple of games. You look at his track record, the kid is tough. He is always out there. I don't know if we can call him a kid anymore. He's getting up there in age, but he's a, he's a tough guy. And he's a guy that I think w- will look pretty solid on a, on a dynasty roster um, for a few more seasons. It's certainly going to help you down the stretch here. Yeah, and I feel like we could definitely talk about this for days. But another type of move that I've been making, mm-hmm. and it might might take some criticism here, that Seattle offense has looked oh rough. Oh, my DK gosh. Metcalf has put up three straight what? duds. Where I flipped DK Metcalf for Waddle plus. I flipped DK Metcalf for Elijah Moore plus. And I know those don't seem like, if we talked about that when the season started, you, you'd be pretty grossed out. But I feel like a move... Jalen Waddle isn't ascending. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. I mean, he is on fire. When I saw that Penguin Waddle, since we got our Penguin suits on a little yeah, bit, we both you know, like penguins when, right now. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, he really he he put himself somewhere last week, right? He yeah. had a coming out well, party even further. And I flipped Metcalf for Waddle in a first, and I love it. I feel great about it. AJ Brown, he's on the IR for a couple weeks. I traded AJ Brown. I gave up A.J. Brown in a late first for Jamar Chase because I wanted someone. Mm-hmm. I wanted to share a chase, but I wanted a guy yeah, who's yeah. not going to lose value, a guy who's going to put up numbers over the stretch run. And Brown and Metcalf scare me a lot right now. Oh, my gosh. The, the Seattle offense is a complete unmitigated disaster. Ooh, they unmitigated. have like Yes. They, <laughs> lawyer <laughs> words. Lawyer. i got to work these big words here. Come on. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think that they have had the fewest snaps in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, the few, so fewest overall plays. So the volume's already down. I mean, they went, what, six drives in a row last night with not a single first down. Russell Wilson just hasn't been able to recover. He was no. out, and his just looked and awful. That, he has one touchdown in three games. Or that offensive line games. is disgusting. O-line's like is, bad. Yeah, honestly, he's the running mazes around that China. In trouble. Yeah. People forget, too, they traded their first-round pick, too. Yep. So they're yeah, three and eight. With no first-round pick, I think that went to the Jets. So that franchise is in trouble. And and DK, I mean, the thing about him is he's not even getting targeted. I think no. he was being by the first Fuller half. He had night. one target. He just took yeah. him out of the game. Yeah. Like, so you got this this amazing athlete. But I, I mean, I guess he's just not open, or Russell Wilson doesn't trust him. Doesn't matter. He's not getting targets. Yeah. And so his value is, has been on a decline. Not a good time to sell him, but maybe you can load no. some offers. Well, um, and I, that's I what I'm saying. If you get eventually. if you get one of those insulated trades like those guys, and that's that's a rare kind of player you're going to be able to get. But I feel yeah. like, you know, DK's not a sell. If you can pick up some guys to you know sub in your roster, one guy that I'm making moves for. Mung and I talked about him two weeks ago. Hunter Renfro has yeah. just been peppered, and you can buy him for a second, and he's never going right. to go above a second in value. Right. But he's going to go it's out there. Value. Exactly. And, and it's funny because you always see the meme of Hunter Renfro next to A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf with their shirts off and saying, this guy's a wide receiver one right now, right? Because yeah. Hunter Renfro yeah. looks like he should be a, not even a lawyer with us. Yeah, he's going to be our insurance guy. You know, he's going to help us out with that. He's but Renfro block helps you with your taxes. I mean, without pulling it up, he... He's a borderline wide receiver one right now, and he's putting up 15 points solid. As If you can get him as your wide receiver three and you're not trusting in in one of those guys that's gotten injured, you could pick him up still fairly cheap, and I, I'm all for that. I do like that pickup. Yeah, it's a nice one. Stable value, pretty consistent week to week, so pretty high floor in PPR especially. And I, we'd be remiss if we don't talk about, you know, the most – 
important guy to their team in the entire league, Corderell Patterson. That offense is disgusting. Amazing. He comes out and he puts up 30 points. You know, Incredible. I, I keep seeing, yeah. you know, at this point, you, you have to at least believe in it. You have to go in you there. You have to. Come you have on. To. It's been that consistent I all start year him. I, I have him in eight leagues now. I start him week in, week out. Most of my paid second-round picks or got him for free. Mm-hmm. It's like, go get Corderell Patterson's. Just stop. Just get him. You can yeah. put him at wide receiver or running back in a lot of different leagues. I think Plug the time him in there. Was, just in, I think the time to get him was when he went down. He got hurt. Yeah. Or earlier on in the season. But, you know, we I think we overused the term league winner. But this year, this season, if we go back and do our Smashy Awards, like waiver wire wonders, league winners, Elijah oh Mitchell God. and Corderell Patterson. Those I can't two. wait for the Smashies, you know? Just, oh, yeah. It's oh, good yeah. times. It's good times. You know, any any other parting shots here? Any guys that you're like, hey, this is what you got to do? Let's a quick second. Let's do I, it. I, we get a lot of questions, comments. How good are you feeling about having Zeke? on your roster as your RB1, maybe your RB2, with all this talk of possibly shutting him down, getting him some rest, and and clearly did not look like himself at all the past couple of weeks. He looked yeah. actually downright bad yeah. in week 12. He, he, he managed to save his week with that, t- that gift of a touchdown. But Tony Pollard has got a lot more burst, looking a lot yep. better. They're working him more and more. So... Obviously, I'm a little bit down on Zeke, and I'm not feeling great about. It. I don't really have a lot of stock in Zeke. Actually, I have no Zeke I mean, um, I, right now. I have I I picked up several shares, you know, and I know people okay. some people don't like that. I know, word, but the the, the points are still there. I mean, he hasn't looked good, but if you still look at it, yeah. ten week 10, 20 points. Week eleven, twelve point eight. Week twelve, you know, sixteen point nine, and that's not in PPC. So I mean, he is a lock for fifteen points. I would love it if they kind of shut him down for two weeks and, and let Pollard do his thing and, and get him ready for that stretch run because I, I have sense. him there. But it's like yeah. I feel like Pollard's definitely going to put up the points here. I think and so. You can't trade Zeke right now, right? You're not going to get mm-hmm. premium value. but And it's not the time to trade for him. He's kind of in that weird so- spot, right? It's a weird one. Yeah. you got to know when to hold the guy. him. He's going to still expect him to, to yeah. carry the load, but I'm, I'm not I'm, – I've got Zeke kind of falling down all my dynasty rankings right now. Definitely yeah. out of the RB one range for me. Clear, if you're not, if you're not in RB2. contention, yeah, he's got to be sold. Like I, I mean, you got to. If you're not in contention, ship him out there for the namesake. People don't look. You and I watch the games closely. You know, not everybody does that. Some people might not right. watch the Dallas game the last couple of weeks and just been like, oh, he's putting up points. You know, which I just said because he is, but it's not pretty. You know, so. This has been fun, you know, putting yeah. putting the suit on here, you know, oh, having yeah. a little bit of fun as as your lawyers. You make this look good. That's right. Hey, look at us. You know, would you look at us? <laughs> Just look what at us. Hey. Now, we, we love doing this for you guys. You know, like John and I's lives and Mung's life right now are crazier than they've ever been. I mean, I, I feel like that's yeah, a fair no thing doubt. to say. And, you know, we've, we've missed a couple weeks here. and we, we thank you guys for tuning in with us every week. Uh, and we've been trying so hard to get out here and, and talk to you guys and talk about the trades you guys have been sending in. And we absolutely love you guys, you know, and, and all your following. And we just wanted to, I know we echoed that in Thanksgiving, but we are thankful for you guys. And we're going to continue to jump on here because we love it. That's why we're here at 2 o'clock. Yeah, definitely. And, and this is such a fun time. Don't forget to have a lot of fun. You know, I was involved with a back and forth matchup last night that ended up like one point victory over my boy Pete. I know he's listening. Sorry, man. Um, <laughs> Gibson got got me the victory. But just really have fun with it. Uh, enjoy the competition. 
down the stretch here and let us help you with those playoff runs and, and shoot us those trades as always. We're here to help and, and love the, the whole community. Yeah, and, and guys, when you send us DMs, don't, there's a lot of times where people are like, hey, I know you probably don't have time, or hey, I know you're bit. You know, we, we enjoy doing this we'll, kind of we'll stuff. Do this it. is what yeah, we'll we do. It. We're going to help you out. You know what I mean? And they're probably like, oh, this is probably a bother. No, I mean, we like talking about this. We want to help long- you smash and cash. Exactly. So thanks again for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the process. Boom. That was fun.